0: Hey, security peeps, we are back with another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and we have the group of phenomenal recruiters again, so I will start and go around this whole room of awesome people. So I am Renee Small, and to my right is my podcast co-host, Chris Folon. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey,
1: everyone. We're, we're maintaining social distancing, so we're in a virtual room.
0: We're in a virtual room today. Um, I have a special guest with us today, Mario Vitalozzi. He is a, um, videographer and guru, and he is here to talk to us about how to look fabulous and fantastic online, like he does in his office. Say hi to everyone, Mario.
2: Hi, good morning, everybody, and thank you very much, Renee, for the invitation to be here with a very special group.
0: Thank you. I will go down the list of more, um, siblings from Mothers and Fathers of Another World. Alex Henry, he is an awesome cyber recruiter. Say hi to everyone, Alex.
2: Good morning all.
0: We have Leighton Holcomb. Say hi to everyone, Leighton. We can't hear you. You're on mute,
1: Leighton.
0: Okay.
3: Good morning.
0: Hello. And last but not least, we have Danny Barker, super recruiter. Say hi to everyone, Danny. Hello everyone. Hey. So, we are here today, we had one of these last week and we had so much good back and forth conversation and what we wanted to do was come on today and talk a little bit about video interviewing because we know right now is a time when people who typically wouldn't be doing virtual interviews are doing them now. And so we are that's why we brought on Mario. He is a videographer. This is what he does for a living. So he's going to be the the person giving us most of the tips. So we will kick it off with him. Mario, jump in and share with us what we should be doing to look our best as we interview online during this time of COVID-19. I guess well. any time after.
2: True, true. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for the great introduction, Renee, and again for the invitation to be here. Uh, I I sit at, I'll give you a 60-second background about me, and and I think why, Renee uh, part of what makes the invitation here makes so much sense with your group. Um, And and that is I have over a decade of experience in technology. Back in 2006, I purchased helpremotely.com. Uh, So very fortuitous, Um, you know, everyone's been working remotely and I used to be a programmer, I used to work in the security space, it was a different lifetime ago. But if you told me that you needed assembly language on a keyboard buffer for six months, I could do that kind of thing. So deep in the security space I was lifetime ago. So I understand the kind of work you do the kind of things that are important for um, what you do for you go to the job, but whether it's credentials compartmentalized, whether it's a TS access or on the civilian space you know, whatever you might do in security. But ha- um, so I did that for over a decade and working and solving complicated problems remotely. You know um, uh, what I've been doing for the last two years is it was a passion and a hobby before I turned it into a profession was I then went into professional videography um, where I put an entire production company into a backpack and then I started doing professional videos. I still do. I'm going to change it slightly um, to do them remotely um and and which overlaps perfectly with how you interview and using zoom and i'll give you a very short simple list of things that you can do right now that will actually help you present better on camera that you might or might not be doing Um, um, and specifically the videos that i've been doing for the past two years have been business videos so the idea of getting a business professional who's camera shy getting them to just talk about themselves and what they do for one or two minutes, a very short, sweet video, so it looks good and they can present it on LinkedIn. And that's what I've been doing for the last two years. Um, That's on hold right now in the format that I was doing because of the social distancing. But it's also exploded with a pivot in a whole different area where the idea of recording yourself and posting a snippet of your conversation where you're talking like an expert, you're having a good uh, interaction with somebody is useful. And now even more than ever to post on LinkedIn, but we'll focus specifically on Renee's topic, which is about what you can do right now for interviews. And just know, because I have that technology programming background, um, when it comes to video, uh, the one thing I can tell you is the concept of, and as a developer working in the tech space, you might understand this uh, diminishing returns. There's 10 things you should do, but there's only maybe one or two that you really have to do. I only want to tell you those one or two things, because just like when programming software, um, you have design patterns, is a, has a, uses a, things like that. There's good methodologies to do that if you follow it, it. the simplicity in these solutions, they belie the complexity of all the other different problems that they solve. And so I'll just go into this list right now of just a few technical things. Maybe you're doing them, maybe you're not but um and renee gave me a a list of questions which i answered to come up here so renee thank you very much for the great questions uh and i'll I'll just speak for just a minute or two and then everyone else can dive in q a however you want to run it so i just crunched through this quick list right now um in terms of thinking yourself about video uh the most important thing is you're no longer a tech expert whatever you do as a technology expert for the first 10 seconds it doesn't apply you have to think uh, the same way. Uh, it's about persuasion. It's psychology. It's, it's presenting yourself on the human condition first before you can show someone your expertise. What does that mean? There's some very basics. It means just like you see all the hosts on the screen, have a nice background um, behind you. You want to be uh, I'll, I'll talk about some very basics about framing. Well,
0: um, Mario, before you jump into that, people are asking questions. Oh, sure. Go ahead. um, Yeah. Folks want to know why. So William asks, why did Mario select Zoom as the medium instead of Skype, Teams, Hangouts? Like which, why Zoom, especially now since Zoom is getting hacked and having so many challenges?
2: That's a great question. Um, uh, the, The two answers to that. In some cases, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. The tools are very similar. Um, uh, but the main answer is the user interface. Uh, as a programmer myself, it's the user interface design. Zoom requires the least amount of mouse clicks that the largest demographic, demographic of people have been able to learn. Uh, doing remote work for over a decade, a lot of people still to this day go to meeting, go to assist, VLC, other ways to connect directly to a computer seem to have friction. But with Zoom, if you measure the user interface, it's three mouse clicks. So Zoom has been the easiest way, and that's how come it's gotten so popular. Any tool that you use, the way your Google, uh, and here's a quick tip Then my final answer for that question, uh, and thank you for the question. Um, um, You're in Google Docs, um, your bookmark bar. You want to set up one folder for remote connection and keep your bookmarks organized. And in that bookmark at the top of the list, you want to have Zoom, GoToMeeting, Skype, Microsoft Teams. And you want those bookmarks so when you click, it goes right to the page, it's logged in. And so it's very easy for you to join a conversation. If you're looking for your passwords, if you're looking for the links, you're just wasting your time and you want to speed up that process. So it's very easy to go into. Uh, A lot of times developers will have their IDE, their documentation, they have their dev dev box running great, you know, but uh, on Mint, you know, they're missing their basic bills. So it's make sure your bookmark bar is organized because you're broadcasting yourself. You're a little TV show in a rectangle. So treat yourself that way. And the bookmarks get organized and it's something that helps uh, speed things up.
0: So I wanna ask another uh, separate question because this is something that I've seen um, and Mm -hmm. I know my recruiter friends are gonna chime in here. Um, What I've seen is a lot of times you have a background and the background is um, not optimal. And people... (laughs) And people can have um, just very distracting backgrounds. Like, I think all of our backgrounds are, you know, not distracting, but I've seen all kinds of stuff going on in people's backgrounds. So anybody else want to chime in here? Have we all seen that? Layton, Danny, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking to people all the time. So it's something that we see. So, Mario, what's one of the things that you would say in regards to having a background, lighting, you know, things like that?
2: Okay, great. Um, um, I'll point out one thing that I'm doing right, and I'll point out two things that I'm actually doing wrong right now. One thing that everyone's doing right in all of these squares is you want the camera Facing a wall. So, you want something behind you where friends and family, if you have people in your residence, uh, are not going to go behind you. So, just like a camera on set, you want to make sure there's nobody behind you and anyone who might be in your space, always let them know I'm going to be on camera. Please keep the noise to an absolute minimum. Something small like that, you want to make sure you don't have uh, interactions and things like that. Uh, regarding, uh, you also want to make sure, and like everyone's background here in this conversation, everyone's got a great background. It's either a beautiful piece of art, um, Layton has a very nice, clean background there, shows his profile, or if you have books and diplomas behind you, certificates and things like that, it looks great. The curtain, Renee, we're all in a personal space. As long as it's nothing private, as long as it just looks clean and looks like a tidy little corner or a beautiful piece of art like Alex has, you're good to go. I just have the light in front of you. The two things that I'm doing wrong, you want a light that's more orange than blue. So you see how my skin looks very pale and, and my I do tend to be prone for redness. I use the vernacular of a director as well. So if you have any skin issues and things like that, the basic thing you can do is more of an orange light. Like Renee, your skin looks amazing. It's glowing, you have more of an orange light. So you don't want a blue light. <laughs> also, in terms of psychology, persuasion, things like that, especially if you're interviewing, you do not want to wear glasses. Because in the very real world of neurolinguistic programming and persuasion and things like that, it's all about the eyes. So if you're meeting with somebody, you want to frame, you want to sit a little closer, you want just a little bit of space above the top of the head, just like you see people on news, you want to be a talking head, look right at the camera, smile, and not have the glasses. So that way they can see the eyes, if you can. You only have to do this. Feels a little goofy and artificial, but you want to do it because on camera... It translates well. Um, one thing, arresting fate, like you don't want, you always want to make sure also to keep that artificial smile. I even tell tell my clients in front of the camera, it feels goofy. Um, it feels overacted, but on camera, it translates down. So even when you're listening to a recruiter, and this is psychology, pretend I'm listening to you ask me questions for five seconds. There's two faces I can make. And in both of them, I'm interested in what you have to say. Here's face A here's face B, and the difference is a centimeter. That difference in terms of psychology and LP changes absolutely everything on video. So small things like that make a big difference.
1: So when it comes to glasses, uh, for example, me, my glasses are part of my identity. Um, the way I approach it is that I want employers to know what you're walking into. I am me. I am whole as this. I wouldn't want them to interview me without my glasses. But then when I show up to work on the
2: first day, I'm always wearing my glasses. How would you approach um, that? Keep them exceptions to every rule. Um, everything's about a bell curve. There's outliers on both sides. When something's a part of persona and I speak to that from both screenplay writing experience and some hobby stuff like stand up in New York City if something's a part of your persona your dress whether it's a business suit financial or you dress all in black and you want to hack the matrix keep it um the time where uh, really the, the glasses might not help is kind of like what I'm doing where you see how the transparency is in front of my eyes that can kind of get in the way and again this is subtle it's not something the person on the other side of the camera is ever going to do purposely These are all subconscious things. But in this case, I could definitely do without the glasses. I should have put in my contacts. If it's a part of your look or your outfit in any way, shape, or form, absolutely be you. And whatever whatever you're comfortable in, however you want to sell yourself, just, you know, keep it within the confines of business casual and then go for it.
0: Awesome. Any other questions from the folks here? For Mario?
2: One small tip would be, while you're getting questions, Renee would be uh, on set. It's called a punch-up list. In the real world, we call it a post-it note. But a lot of times you need a physical piece of paper because especially with uh, w- with the way we all work, where a lot of us tend to be very paperless, very organized. But when it comes to video and doing something live, pen and paper is many, many times the way to go because it won't fail you. And it's a nice way to compartmentalize this kind of information. So what I recommend is literally a post-it note, old fashioned pen and paper with a short little bulleted list of what to do to punch up, which is the term we use on set to get all the cameras going. So for you, the list would look something like this. Um, Make sure you're, uh, I mean, when I say for you, I mean the audience or like for myself, myself, it would be make sure my contacts are in. Make sure I have my shirt and blazer on. Make sure the things over my shoulder look clean. Do a sound check, whether it's Zoom or on the other thing, right? Um, once, then also make sure I have a text file open up in the corner where I have good questions I can ask. I can also have some answers, my history. And then you want the resume on the other side. So on your screen, you want the camera in the middle because the icons, the, if the camera lens is here, then you want your little windows in the middle or the person you're talking to in the middle because the eye contact will be straight instead of like this. But then over here, you want your cheat sheet and over here, you want your web browser so you can look things up and look up your notes and then you have your three windows and then you're in a great spot to do your video conference. And then uh, if you have your little steps on a post-it note, you can glance at it. And then the idea is, if you have to meet with someone at 12 o'clock, you can sit down at 1150, and you confidently present the same image each and every time. If you're doing it a lot, you can even have a favorite bla- a blazer or a favorite top, keep it on a hanger, and that's literally for when you sit down and go on computer. So you can have your shirt, your shades ready to go, and uh, and, and it helps it. for If you have volume and if you end up doing it a lot.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and somebody just asked, Terrence wanted to know, is it okay to look at notes during the interview? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Um,
2: I, 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 um, uh, one, no one would know if it's a side glance. There's always things going on the computer. Um, um, I think notes show that you're prepared. I would even mention that you have notes. You know, in some cases. You know, or say that you have prepared questions um, and, and thank the person for answering some of them along the way. But say two of the questions left are, you know, for exa- and, then, and then ask the questions that you would in an interview. You know, what metrics do you measure for? What do you consider success? So whatever the smart questions you want to ask, but definitely have your notes. Um, I would even those notes that you have. One thing I do is in every interview. And again, this is one of those things where you might know this. I'm not going to go very deep. I will just keep it 10 seconds very quick because, you know, we're all tech here. Um, in Google Documents, I have one document per interview. And then as I ask the questions, I use the strike-through front to, to cross it out. Um, or you could even have one document with all your interviews in there. And by doing that, you have a nice, clean, perfect record of the conversation that you had on each interview. One tip I also recommend is review your interviews after the fact. One of the things we all feel, it's natural. A lot of people just kind of cringe when we see our own voice or we see a performance on camera because two minutes in, we'll say something, we'll miss a syllable, and it's kind of hard to look at. That's just a, a normal human thing. you got to move way past that. Treat yourself the same way, you know, and maybe some of the people might understand if I say the way spooks develop assets. It takes practice. It takes reps. It's human psychology. Look at yourself and practice. To put it a different way, your favorite actor, or actor, Reese Witherspoon, right? She does 20 takes in a row, insurance mandates on Hollywood sets, a minimum number of takes. If she can do it, so can you. You get to play like a Hollywood character or like your favorite actor. You get to watch her perform in some practice. And here for recruiting, that's the best thing you can do. If you are camera shy, so this is the subset of the audience that might be camera shy, have your friend interview, practice it. There is no way outside of doing it 10 or 15 times. There's, um, and then on, and then you can start doing it for real. So if you are camera shy, have your friend interview you, keep it as a two minute exercise, do it 10 times, then evaluate yourself. After you put in those reps, you'll find yourself much better off.
0: So it's the, it's just standard interviewing practice, just doing it online. It's the same. It's like what we tell people all the time in terms of interviewing, just setting yourself up and doing it online so that you can get comfortable with seeing yourself, hearing yourself and all that other good stuff.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. It, 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 instead of sitting in the lobby, making sure your palms aren't sweaty for the handshake, you're making sure your sh- what's over your shoulders looks good. And and you don't have a paper resume. You have your notes. You're doing a sound check instead of checking your tie or your top. So it's just sort of those little things. But, yes, at the end of the day, Renee, that that is the most important point to remember. It's the same old thing. You're just doing it in a square. Well, um, anyone I mean, Alex, that has Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was just I just want the recruiters to chime in. Alex and Leighton and Danny. Any um any points or anything that anything that you've seen or any questions that you have um, yeah, or tips that you can give?
4: No, absolutely. I think um, one thing that, that's happened a couple of times is um, candidates, you know, we use Google Hangouts for our video virtual interviews and candidates um, may not have ever used that in the past. So it'll take them some time to log in, which usually means they're a few minutes late to the meeting. Um, so I would just... I always advise them, you know, prior, if you've never used Google Hangouts, at least start the process 20 minutes before, um, because I know when I had my virtual interview with, um, I was able to get in like with 30 seconds to spare um, because I had never used it before and it just took some time. So that, that would be my one piece of advice.
0: No, that's great advice. Layton, anything?
4: Just look at the camera,
3: even though it feels weird. <laughs> That's for about me. It.
0: It's so it's so hard for me to do that. Like I look at all your faces. I look at I look at the faces, sure. and I it's so hard for me to just look in the camera directly. So thanks for that advice. I'll I'll try to do that more.
5: Danny, um, the uh, company I'm actually supporting. We use Zoom a lot, so um, you know, rec- really recommend. Um, I've had a several interviews where people did not do like a quick check behind them, and people had like dirty clothes behind them and piles of uh things that would you know you, be aware that we can see what's behind you, so just really you know just move it off, even if it's in your bedroom, um, that you're doing your virtual interview, um, remove the dirty pile of dirty clothes, um, it. Just want to have that professional look um, and do treat this as a live interview, regardless. Even though we're all remote for social distancing and stuff, um, we, you still want to be professional. Yeah. And, really and to, good add point. To
1: Danny's point, um, just because Zoom can do virtual backgrounds, they aren't perfect, they can't hide everything. So yes. <laughs> don't try to cover it up with a virtual background.
0: Yes. Yes. Totally, totally, and I have a ton of questions here. Okay, so Terrence asked if it was okay to look at notes and interview. We answer that. Um, William Jem- Jemison says, "I, for one, approach video interviews as I am in person, suit and tie on top at least." What are your thoughts? I say absolutely. That that's how I do it too, suit and or you know something really nice on top, and who cares about the bottom? <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have to get up during the interview.
4: Um, anybody else have tips? I mean, what I've been telling my folks is, I just tell them to to have you know a nice sweater on or a button down. Um, I don't think you know for for our purposes a tie is necessary for you know for a virtual. Um, but again, every company may be different. Your client, you, you know, you know your clients better. Um, with, with us, you know, I think uh, a nice sweater and um, button down is, is perfect.
5: Yeah, keep, um,
1: keep company culture in mind. So yes. if you're working for an underground tech grunge company, showing up in a, in a jacket and suit will be off-putting. Um, mm-hmm. So that might be where a T-shirt is helpful. But um, if you're working at a financial institution, showing up in a T-shirt isn't helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, anybody else have tips, comments on this one?
2: Dress for the camera, a, a business casual at a minimum, but yeah, the most important thing is, uh, uh, yeah, congruency, address yeah, for the environment as if you're about to show up tomorrow, you know, morning in the physical space and, and just be congruent.
0: Yeah. All right. Layton. I know you see all kinds of fun stuff going on in your world. Any questions?
3: And Regarding on camera or otherwise? <laughs>
0: <laughs> on uh, camera for today.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, this partition I have behind me, I take it everywhere. Uh, in case somebody wants to reach me and have extra questions and they want to catch you at, say, 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock, at night. I get I take calls clear at eleven o'clock at night central. Uh and so I'll take this to my living room and use my Surface Pro. And if somebody wants to get a hold of me, all I have to do is say just a minute and I unfold that thing and I have a backdrop wherever I go. (laughs) And I will take it in the car (laughs) when I'm when I'm visiting friends, uh which I don't do much right now. But um just be ready as we say in the Coast Guard you know, semper paratus. be prepared. Uh somebody may want to talk to you at a weird hour and well, so I'm I'm always re- always ready to talk on camera. Uh but you know, I'm maybe not normal because I'm a recruiter. So um I'm always thinking about being accessible and ready to speak, ready to present.
0: Leighton's always ready. Danny. Better be. <laughs> Danny, anything you want to add or any other questions that you want to provide or just um, situations? I think because we see so many people, talk to so many people, have seen so many things. I mean, your point was so, the point you made was perfect around the the clothes hanging in the background or whatever. And I don't think people really, because I've seen a ton of that. I've seen all kinds of just stuff that is making me take my eyes off of focusing on you. So one example I can give, you know, somebody had like a snowboard and a bunch of just like stuff going on in the background and I was kind of listening and then your eyes wandered to these other things. Mm -hmm. So if you have that plain background, if you have, you know, just you're sitting at a desk, like Mario's books in the corner, that's not really exciting. But if you had like, you know, I don't know, a clown, something going on, I might be, you know, what is that going on? I'm not paying attention to Mario, I'm looking at this other stuff.
5: Well, uh, I, I do have a Dalek in the back and my, uh, I'm geeky, I'm in cybersecurity and IT. So, you know, I kind of use it as a breaker too because um, I don't care what anybody says, but interviewing is stressful in any environment, even if you're meeting somebody or what, but I like it to have, I like it there as a little breaker too, and the, my tech guys, uh, candidates who talk to me, they're like, "Hey, is that a Dalek in the back?" So it's kind of a breaker because um, I try and keep it real as well um, because uh, I want that connection. As even though we're, yeah, I'm not meeting people in in person, um, but yeah, I'm also an avid reader, as you can tell. I read a lot, um, you know. So keep it real at the same time, but try and be mindful, you know. Um, and I've had. I've had several who had things that were just so not professional in the background. Like I, I'm not kidding. Dirty clothes uh, with, you know, and, and it, it really is distracting trying to focus on the candidate when you're like, Oh my gosh, his dirty underwear is right there. Um, <laughs> you, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, we're trying to still be, keep it real for, for candidates, but be also mindful of what the impression you want to leave with us. Do you want to be that that candidate that we're like, yes, and dirty underwear candidate? Um, but, you know, I'm not sure if we, he's the right fit because I was so distracted, I didn't take good notes on him.
0: <laughs> That's a really good point. Okay, so Martin wants to know, and this is probably a good one for Mario. What if you cannot use virtual interviews due to a disability and speech defect?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, and, and regarding to that, I, I would say, um, here's the, and if the answer to that question is also the same answer to anybody, uh, to both literally everyone on the call, but anyone that might consider themselves camera shy in the same way, it's all in the same vibe, the Venn diagram. And that is at the end of the day, we have the phone. And we got here after all these years with just the phone. And your voice has the ability in terms of neurolinguistic programming, in terms of persuasion, the psychology that happens behind the scenes. Your voice is 80 to 90% of the persuasion that you need. The face matches a lot. But if you're not able to use the camera, if you are able to make a phone call, please consider yourself and have the confidence to know you are 100% in the game. Um, if you can have the phone call, and if you can tell that to my machine, pop into an IDE, cut some code. I imagine the recruiters on here, I'm not a recruiter, but they might be able to speak to that. Um, I think you're gonna be just fine just on the phone. Um, articulation matters. If you don't have a good microphone, make sure you do. I see a lot of people sometimes, not a lot, but you'll have a $5,000 dev machine and you'll have a $10 microphone. Get yourself a good microphone. You don't need much. Exactly. Layton sounds like he's on the radio with that headset. The quality is literally fantastic. At a minimum, thirty bucks for Apple, and you have diminishing returns in the audio world. I know even the high-end professional audio gear. A thirty-dollar Apple headset with the Lightning connector is good, or any twenty-dollar from Sony. Don't get the eight-dollar headsets, but a twenty-one-dollar one. You're in the game. A hundred and up for the headsets like Layton has is also great, because then Your sound is amazing just over the phone. So if you're just on the phone, please feel confident to know that you're in the game 100%.
0: Awesome. Um, Danny, were you going to say something? I think at one point. No? Anybody else? Nope. Okay. Well, we are coming up to the 30-minute mark. I wanted to see if anyone, any of the recruiters had any final tips. And then we'll – so we'll start – with Chris, any final tips, Chris? My career coach.
1: I would say um, be be considerate of what's happening in your background. Um, the you're at home, things may happen, so try to prepare your family, um, your kids, your dogs um, for what's about to happen. And also, the mute button is your friend. <laughs>
0: True indeed. I use that often. And Chris will joke right before this podcast, I had to get my kids situated um, because there's always something going on in here. Mario, any final words of wisdom? You're on mute. You're on mute, Mario.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) Step step one, two, two tips. One, always check your mute button. Uh, And the step two is be sure to get your reps in practice these things with your friends and then you'll have a smooth setup. So you're on time to the second when you're talking to like the team that we're looking at now.
5: Awesome. Danny, any words of wisdom? Um, Be prepared for, um, you know, when you do the first interview with a recruiter and then be prepared. Um, I would always ask about, okay, what is the process? Um, If I if you guys choose to move forward with me um, and hopefully the recruiter will know, Okay, the next is you're going going to be reviewed by the hiring manager. The hiring manager will do a set up a Zoom uh, or a different uh, type of live, you know, phone. You can call in or do video. And then the next might be a virtual in person in quotes. Um, So then it might be they might do a big panel where you're going to be interviewing with uh, a whole you know six people at the same time or they might set it up and ask for flexibility on your calendar hey what what times we have available so have have those times ready um if the recruiter does ask because um that way they can move you through that process very rapidly and they might do another one where a second panel and then they'll do a debrief after that so have times ready um during that week uh, that hey, I have these this time open in between, um, and I'm ready to go that way you don't have to you can get streamlined through the process.
0: Right. And Danny, you make some really good points around availability because you know a lot of times when we think about interviewing and we go to candidates, I always ask them two to three times if they can be available. Um, and you really you know especially during this time, you want to be as flexible as you can be and, and, and um, be available. Multiple times so that we could coordinate with the various hiring managers that we have to deal with. So, yep. good points, Danny. Thank you, Layton.
3: Relax. <laughs> they can't. Uh, nervous. For, what I used to do when I first—I've been remote now for almost 25 years. Uh, went remote with Intel. Serving them back in August of Intel, Apple, and it used to be uh, Sun Microsystems. Um, very nervous to begin with. I still don't like my voice. I never will like my voice when I listen to it. Like when people say, I, I listen to the podcast. And I said, oh, yeah, great. Um, <clears throat> never have enjoyed hearing my voice. Um, but other people don't seem to be bothered by it. Uh, but relax, do not, uh, Mario mentioned a, a little bit about this, don't, don't focus on the negative review of yourself. Uh, put something up in behind the camera if you need to that tells you you're a wonderful person. Or put a picture of something that you re- like, that that great painting in behind Alex. I like that. But put something back there that draws you to a, a, a place of, of relaxation, and put it clip it up right in behind the the camera on the monitor. Uh, I do things like that. I used to, um, to help me just uh, not be so nervous about having to land this particular job, which may not be the best fit for you. Great points,
0: Leighton. Alex, any final ones from you?
4: Yeah, I would just say um, there is no excuse not to send a thank you uh, email uh, because everyone's name is listed in the invite, uh, so you have that there. Uh, so just remember to, uh, you know, to send those thank you notes out uh, as soon as as soon as uh, you're done on the distribution list.
0: That's a really really good point because a lot of times. When you go meet someone in person, you might not you might have the name, but you don't have their emails. And now that we're doing Zoom and everything, everyone's emails are on there because they're getting invitations. So that's a really good point. And my final point is to smile. Give us a great smile. Like Mario said, you know, do you want to look like this? Or do you want to look like this? So look excited, you know, when we're we're on to everyone's point, Layton's point, you're nervous, Danny's point, have a great background, Chris's point. Um, everyone is saying the same thing, but one of the big things I learned actually taking a public speaking class this past fall is when you smile, it just makes everyone feel better as a whole. So, you know, you're, 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 First impressions count, like someone saying here, William Jemison, Chris, it sounds like you want to say something real quick before we jump. So
1: I was going to say, in addition to Alex's point, not only for the thank you, but for the follow up. Now you have a way to follow up where before you didn't. So whether it's in one or two weeks, do that follow up, especially um, in this time where everyone has so many other things that you're concerned about. Now you have a direct means to follow up with the hiring manager.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you all here, wonderful people. I appreciate everyone's time. We are super busy right now in the middle of this pandemic, but we wanted to come to you, bring you um, our expertise, bring Mario in. Thank you so much, Mario, for giving such amazing tips from your experience as a videographer. I took away some, some, so, mu- so many things that I'll be incorporating um, into the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast. So Thank you all, and see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.